You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda start your day off on the right foot on the front foot with virtual coffee with the collective cafe where we mastermind we manifest we collaborate we help one another at the business of web3 or anything else that intersects whether it's culture collaboration creativity innovation disruption entrepreneurship or coaching so give us a subscribe bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe well good morning everybody it is 802 monday july 17th and you made the right decision this morning because you woke up. Well, first of all, congratulations on waking up because I think we take it for granted. Sometimes we take for granted just the fact that we get to uh, we get to live another day. We get another chance. We get another we get another at bat, another crack at being able to get it right. All right, to correct the mistakes we made yesterday, the day before, last week, the month before, we get an opportunity to be able to turn good into great. This is what Manifestation Monday is all about. It's all about our ability to actually like be very deliberate and very intentional in terms of exactly what we're trying to achieve and how we expect to achieve it. And um, I'm, I'm going to set the scene a little bit in terms of uh, <laughs> what's going on right now. Uh, Michelle is here. She's the founder of Startup Club. And, uh, you know, we're in a very interesting position where, where, uh, where I think uh, Clubhouse went a little bit uh, insane uh, over the last 24 to 36 hours. 
and uh, lots and lots and lots of rooms. They're going on right now with hundreds and hundreds of people and rooms that go on 24 hours a day, all about scammers and alleged scammers and and speculation. And, uh, you know, I always, I always think to myself, um, here's, here's a little tip. When you hear, uh, listen out for the word, and once I give you this tip, you're not going to be able to unhear it. Um, the word is think. So when you're watching CNN or Fox News or any of these uh, cable news programs or in these clubhouse rooms, you hear a lot of the word, I think, I think, I think. Not I know, I know, I know, but I think. It's all just conjecture. It's all just speculation. And um, you can't unhear it once you've heard it. It's just everybody coming with their opinion, regardless of whether they actually know what they're talking about or not. So much speculation, so much conjecture, so much drama. And all I could think to myself, I'm not saying I think, but all I could think to myself was, man, these people have a lot of time on their hands. They've got way too much time on their hands. You know, COVID is over. The pandemic is over. We need to get to work. We need to be productive. We need to be very deliberate and very intentional in terms of the time we spend and how we spend it. And, you know, everything has to have value. Everything has to have tremendous value. And we need to, like, be able to leave every room that we're in being very, very clear about the fact that we are in a better place than when we started. Not this was just a waste of time or waste of space or waste of energy. That doesn't work. I mean, it does work, but it's not going to get you where you need to get to. It's just not. The only people that are going to benefit are the people on the very, very top left-hand side with the green bean, as it were. It's the person whose house it is or whose room it is or, you know, or who is doing the majority of the speaking and everyone else is really just kind of meat, fresh meat, fueling their growth. It's very cannibalistic. It's very parasitic. And, and look, if you're in these rooms for no other reason than just because you're bored, then I think that's a good reason, by the way. <laughs> I think if you're, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you've got five minutes to kill or ten minutes to kill, or you're multitasking or whatever, and you don't really want to concentrate too much, go for it. But if not, be very deliberate and 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 choose very carefully who you align with, who you spend your time with, and time is just so precious. It's so precious, and we have to be very, very, very intentional and deliberate right now because the world is not getting simpler the world is not getting less complex the word vuca volatile uncertain complex and ambiguous and we need to be very very smart i think at this point about what we do and how we do it it's just as simple as that now it is manifestation monday and um you know, what I wanted to do is is actually, and I, I'm, I'm kind of glad personally that the room's a little smaller today because this is very personal to me, um, what I'm sharing. And, you know, I had a conversation with about four different people uh, last week 
over about a 24-hour time period. Four conversations that may very well impact and influence and change my life. And, um, you know, two potentially may, I may end up collaborating. Actually, all four of them in some way, shape or form, I'm going to end up collaborating with. Some I might pay, some might pay me, others we might partner. Um, But it really came down to this idea of um, trying to crack my own personal code. And I've struggled. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, there's a personality test called a Colby, K-O-L-B-E. And I, you know, I, I'm what's called a quick start. Surprise, surprise. I'm not a high fact finder. I'm not a left brain. I'm a right brain. I'm an ideas person. Um, I'm just always filled with ideas. Sometimes I'm filled with other things, you know, full of uh, dot, dot, dot. Um, but but I, I, f- I find it very hard to just focus on one thing. I, I just, that when an idea comes along, I want to grab it. I want to tackle it. I want to work on it. I, you know, like I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a mad scientist. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the problem with it is you end up with what's called the tyranny of choice. You end up just being all over the show. The amount of times I've been told that I'm not focused, or I need to be focused, or I need to simplify. It's all the right advice, but it's very hard to take it. And so I guess what I've been lacking in many respects is the clarity, the red thread, the ability to have something that can cut through everything that can be my own rubric or my own um, ability to say this is on brand, this is off brand, this is something, you know, I I always use the traffic lights. Uh, That's my great strategic framework that I typically use almost always. And the traffic li- the, the traffic lights are red, yellow, and green, right? Or red, amber, and green. Red says never do it, don't do it, stop, right? Uh, green says go for it, you know, you know, do it, uh, just do it. And yellow is, you know, yellow's the interesting stuff. Yellow's the 256 shades of gray. Yellow is the... Um, Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't do it. Let's 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 uh, judge this. Let's evaluate this on its own merits. Today I might do it. Tomorrow I might not. It really all depends. And uh, that's that's the nuance. That's the reading between the lines. You know, the magic doesn't. The magic. I don't think ha- the magic definitely doesn't happen at red. Um, the magic doesn't necessarily happen at green. I mean, if if you do what you do. And, and you've done what you've done, um, then that's just, you know, that's just about sticking in your lane. But it's about, it's about the stuff in between the judgment calls, the things that you, the things that you decided against today that you regret tomorrow, or the things that you decide today that actually shape your entire future. Because you took a chance, because you you th- you you fired before ready before aiming that's how i look at it and um and i kind of discovered that over the last few days and so i was i was with one of my mentors uh his name is rashad tabakawala rashad tabakawala now rashad i'm i'm proud to say is uh uh he's joined alpha collective which is my Web3 Think Tank, my Web3 professional organization. 
He's going to be an Alpha Talk speaker as well. He's definitely one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, and he's been a bit of a mentor to me. And uh, <clears throat> and I was talking to him, and Rashad said to me, he said he just basically said this is this is his line. In fact, if you go to his LinkedIn, um, maybe I'll post that a bit later. It just says this. It doesn't even say what his job is, what his title is, because he doesn't really have a job or a title. Um, he's he's just a you know a brilliant, brilliant man. He's done his stint in corporate. He's a keynote speaker. He's a best-selling author. He's a podcaster. He does whatever he chooses to do. And, uh, and this is his. I help people see, think, and feel differently about how to grow themselves, their teams, and their business. That's it. And, and he's very, very deliberate in those words. I help people see, think, and feel differently about how to grow themselves, their teams, and their business. So clearly his, his essence is growth, right? The see, think, and feel um, is good, right? Because, because I'm sure, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm positive that there are reasons why he chose those words. Feel is emotion, think is logic, C is clarity. So there's probably a, a three-pronged approach to this idea of what is it to see, think, and feel. Also, it rolls off the tongue really nicely. About how to grow themselves, their teams, their business. So individual, groups, corporate. And then he goes on to say, and I do this three different ways. One to many, one to some, and one to one. The one to one is his advisory, his CEO advisory. The one to some is speaking, executive offsites, keynotes, workshops. And then his one to many is through his podcast, Substack, and book. So I love the idea of being able to think about this idea um, or, you know, of how he's been able to just say, look, I could get into the tactics and the platforms, but the bottom line is I sit down with people one-on-one and he does a lot of that. The one to some, which is, you know, speaking, et cetera, et cetera. And then the one to many. The one to many becomes the impersonal stuff. It's the set it and forget it. It's a book, it's a show, it's, a, it's something that can go out there and, and, and there is an unlimited, <clears throat> there's an unlimited cap when it comes to many. There is a very limited cap when it comes to some, how many people can actually fit into the room. And then one-to-one is, is very clear, right? What color was Napoleon's white horse? How many hours are there in a 24-hour you know, clock, etc., etc.? So <clears throat> I thought about it, and I came up with my thing. I haven't developed the full line, but I realized what actually brought everything together. And it is a simple, it's as simple as this. I help people get unstuck. That's what I do. I would say, oh, I, I, I love teaching, and I, and I was like, wait a second. This is what I do. I help people get unstuck. What does it mean to be stuck? Well, what it means to be stuck brings me back to when I've started my show, Corona TV, which became Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous. I said, 
I, I'm doing this for people. Who am I talking to? I'm doing this for people that are stuck at home or just stuck in general. It was right there, right at the beginning, in front of my face all the time. And I just didn't see it. Stuck at home, obviously, because of COVID in quarantine or stuck in general. They were stuck in general because they were stuck at home, no doubt. But what about the people that were stuck even coming into COVID? What about the people that because of COVID were now not just stuck at home, but they were stuck? They were lost. They were confused. They were questioning everything. Maybe their entire livelihoods had been, had been decimated and they didn't know what to do next. It's such a rich concept of being stuck. And it's, it, and it's so much bigger than just, I started actually ironically at the very beginning of COVID, I would do clubhouse rooms that were called Get Unstuck. And I, they almost definitely were in the startup club, I think. And I would do, you know, I would do like office hours and AMA and come in and help founders that had questions, etc. I'm stuck. I need to get unstuck. It's an easy transition. I don't know what to do first. I don't know what to do next. Help me figure out how to get moving again. That's what it is to be stuck or to be unstuck. But there's so many different ways of thinking about it. You can be stuck in the past. And being stuck in the past is clinging on to your safety or security blanket. Stuck, you know, maybe because of a trauma. Stuck because of your inability to get over a bad decision or a, or a moment in your life that's just filled you with regret or remorse. Your inability to let go, your ability to forgive yourself, your inability to be forgiven, to let go, to move on, to put it behind you. But people can also be stuck in general, stuck in the mud, stuck in quicksand, stuck in the present. I don't know where to go from here. I've come this far, but I'm lost now. I've made all this progress in my life. I'm 52. I've achieved a lot. But the world has changed. Has the world passed me by? Have I aged out? Am I relevant anymore? What do I do next? Do I go back to what I know? To what has worked for me before? The tried and tested? The safe route? Well, here's the irony. The irony today is that the safe option is the riskiest option of all. Getting a job is the, is the most riskiest thing to do because companies themselves are struggling and failing. And if they can't look after themselves, how do you expect them to look after you? Which is not to say that the startup life is the answer. You know, bearing all the risk, shouldering all the risk, having those sleepless nights, it's tough being an entrepreneur. There's no silver bullet here. But certainly this ability to go back and find a job. What is a job anymore? Where is the safety net? The security that comes with having a job. So stuck to me is interesting. But how do I help people get unstuck? 
I do it many different ways. Let's talk about my show. Hope, positivity, and optimism. It's not TV, it's HBO. A show about hope, positivity, and optimism, and if there's time left over, a little bit of marketing. This is a show that is going to educate, that's going to inform, that's going to motivate you, that's going to teach you, that's going to give you the will to to want to move, to get unstuck, to make the change. When I look back on 500 years, 500 years, I'm not that old, I'm not a, I'm not a vampire, 500 episodes, what is hope, positivity, and optimism? It's not drama, it's not anger, it's not frustration, it's, it's the spark, it's life, it's the ability to be inspired That is the ultimate, I think, embodiment of what it is to be unstuck or to get unstuck. I help people get unstuck through teaching. Sure, you can teach someone words in a textbook, or whether it's a workshop, or whether it's or whether it's um, a webinar, or whether it's a keynote, but it's the way that you do it. It's the way that you do it that makes a difference. It's not just going through the motions. It's not just the the rote, the mundane, the reading the words on a slide. It's delivering them with passion and purpose. Where you just see that someone who is in front of you loves what they do so much that you almost want to be them. But that, that enthusiasm, that optimism is infectious. Because if you love what you do, then surely the rest will follow. And of course, that's a little bit of an alluding to, to forever change, to my book. Love what you do. Be true to yourself. And stay the course Yes, Michelle, I will. His name is Rashad Tobacco, like the tobacco. Walla. There you go. I just put that in there. And then I thought about, and then I thought about EOS. I thought about, you know, starting about a month ago, I started business coaching and leadership coaching. And, I mean, that's absolutely getting unstuck. It's helping entrepreneurs and owners and founders move to the next level. In fact, at EOS, they talk about this idea of hitting the ceiling. When you hit the ceiling, you're either going to break through it or it's going to break you. You're either going to bounce back and fall to the earth or you're going to break through and get to the next level. Coaching is the, is the almost low-hanging fruit of what it is to be unstuck. Now, there's a missing piece. The missing piece is that Rashad says to me, and by the way, the, this, the Get Unstuck came from talking to actually a podcast um, consultant and a podcast coach who helps people position their shows and their podcasts and their messages. Rashad says, Joe, what you need to do, you need to 
you you know what what may appear on the surface it may or may not be the case i'm i'm paraphrasing is that you're doing all of these different things but people can't see on the surface what's not readily apparent how they all fit together i got a show and i've got alpha collective which is a web3 a professional organization and I'm writing a book and uh you know and and I've what's the other one and I'm coaching and did I mention them all so yeah those are my four things right writing a book coaching got a show and and a professional organization and suddenly I see that that the get unstuck component applies across the board it is my red thread there's no question that the book that forever changed how a global pandemic changed my direction my purpose and my life that is the ultimate unsticker <laughs> the ultimate i mean this book basically says if you did not take advantage of this opportunity to change forever to become forever changed over the last 3 plus years you missed a window during this great reset this great pause this great resignation amidst all of this tragedy and all of this pain we had a choice change happens when the pain of not changing is greater than the pain of changing we had a choice to endure the pain either way and to make a choice and to make a change did we did we do it And then of course the book says but guess what it's not too late but guess what there's still time but guess what what if it didn't take a global pandemic being laid off divorce death a midlife crisis what if you didn't have to be pushed what if you could take a leap a leap of faith what if you can jump into the future Well, you can't leap or jump when your feet are anchored to the ground or chained to the ground or in blocks of cement or in quicksand when you're stuck literally figuratively you can't do it so you got to get unstuck so the book is easy the coaching is easy the show is easy hope positivity and optimism you know what's my litmus test my litmus test is not that somebody listens to a show and says wow that was depressing there's been a lot of very heavy i mean i just had paul hutchinson discussing you know child sex trafficking it doesn't get more depressing than that but there's hope there's always hope and in the hope comes the ability to say if he can do this and if he is doing this what can i do what's holding me back see that's the other element of being stuck because you have to understand what prevents you from moving forward is equally a force is what uh, what what's the line an equal and opposite reaction every force has an equal and opposite reaction something like that so your inability to move forward is that 
is 50% of that is a function of what's holding you back and keeping you back and keeping you down. And maybe it's a boss and maybe it's society and maybe it's, quite frankly, the reality of how unjust society can be and how unfair life can be. And it is. When we talk about privilege, when we talk about or the lack of understanding what privilege is and what privilege isn't. But you can't sit around waiting for everything to change. You have to change yourself. You have to be the change. It's not an or, it's an end. Why not? Why not actually fight for your own and advocate for yourself and change yourself And in addition, hopefully people around you that are like-minded, that feel the same way, that think the same way, that, that, what what does Rashad say? Think, feel, and act. Or think, feel, and got to find, find, see, think, and feel. Will also join you in the cause. Or be advocating for you. It's exhausting to do everything by yourself. That's been my life. My life has been doing everything by myself. You know, from when my dad died at four, I just took on the role of just not wanting to worry my mom, of just wanting to do everything by myself. But it's exhausting. That's the beauty of community. So we lift each other up, we help each other, we help each other get unstuck. And that, my friends, is Alpha Collective. It's not just me. Right now, I'm putting in the heavy lifting and the battle to get noticed, to get in front of the world, you know, the apathetic world. But the vision is, I don't see, I mean, I live the beginning the being at the bottom of the mountain looking up and going how the hell am I ever going to get to the top but what I see and what motivates me is what happens when I get to the top is a thousand people plus two thousand people going to bat for each other helping one another networking with one another where maybe for the first time I can take a deep breath And relax a little bit. The ultimate uns the ultimate stuck or unstuck is is the corporate world. All of us living in status quo, in the purgatory of the way things have always been done. Afraid to change, afraid to stick our necks out, afraid to take a chance, afraid to risk afraid to get fired, but also afraid to miss out, FOMO, the fear of missing out. The key word is fear. We're just afraid of everything. We're afraid of our own shadow, for God's sake. We need strength, strength in numbers, strength in community. That's how we get unstuck. And suddenly everything just clicked for me. And it's not just I help people. 
it might be very similar to what Rashad was saying. I help people, their teams, and their business get unstuck. Maybe for me it's people, brands, and businesses because I am a marketer at the end of the day. I'm not going to be able to help someone figure out how to get unstuck from a financial planning or, you know, a P&L. It's just not what I do. Can't help you with your supply chain. Not everything is about, about getting unstuck. And I still need to work at it. And most likely, just like Rashad, Rashad always thinks in threes, as do I. See, think, and feel. Grow themselves, their teams, and their business. So my three unstucks are going to be the three different peoples, peoples, the three different people, but also the three different types, for the most part, of, of stuck or unstuck. There's no doubt mindset is one of them, you would think. And I still have to work on the others. I'm not a motivational coach. I'm not a mindset coach. I don't even know if I am a coach. Apparently, I'm a business coach and a leadership coach. But I feel like that's one of the, you know, I'll tell you, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life is is sales. I hate it. I suck at it. I, I'm trying now. I'm still sucking at it in terms of trying to sell passes to Alpha Collective. It's hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. But I think, you know, to be called a, to be called a coach... I mean, that's something to work towards. That's, that's a real badge of pride. I don't even know if you get to call yourself a coach. I think people get to call you a coach. I think, I think that is something to aspire to. When someone says, my coach, it's like my teacher. That's when you've arrived in life. When you know that you are someone's mentor, someone's teacher, someone's coach. It's not just a, a title. It's not just a, um, something that you put on your LinkedIn profile. It's something to earn. It's something to deserve. It's a tremendous responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. It was so powerful, this whole idea and this whole thought, that... I even started thinking of of changing the name of my show. Get Unstuck with Joseph Jaffe. That's, that's, by the way, I haven't even done the research. There's probably a thousand podcasts out there called Get Unstuck. And in many respects, I don't care. Because the fact finder, remember I'm a quick start, the fact finder will go and do all that research first and then come back and be clear about the fact that this is a bad idea uh, because the market is cluttered and confused and blah, blah, blah. The quick start is going to do it and then have somebody tell them, oh, by the way, do you know that there are like 20 to 5 different podcasts called Get Unstuck? It's not an original idea. Like that's happened to me many times. In fact, even with, I think, my first few books, 
like I was literally like a week away from publication when like a few of my colleagues are like, did you get the URL? I'm like, oh crap, you know. <laughs> How do you know the URL is available? Did you trademark it? Did you, did you think about that? Is there a trademark? I was like, nope, didn't do that. Probably should have. I'll figure it out later. So now comes the real work. Being able to kind of start to really become a, a student of stuckness, stickiness, unstuck. I got to really, really, really go to school now. I really got to understand what it means. If I'm, if I'm going to move forward, I need to be all in. One thing that I actually wrote in the book, by the way, I finished the book. I didn't tell you this yet. I finished the book. Finished the book on the weekend. 55,000 words. This book will be released by the very, very, very latest, October 31st. Why? Because I'll be in South Africa at a, a luncheon for a committee honoring my mom, my late mom. She was um, instrumental in this community. Woman run, woman led, focused on being able to help develop, fund, woman run, woman led businesses, but also um, under underprivileged and... Um, just constituencies that didn't have um, the same opportunity that certainly, you know, white South Africans or even white South African males may have had. And I'm like, this book, you know, needs to, this book will be there. They've asked me to keynote the event. I will have that book there. So 55,000 words later, it's done. Now I've got to do a lot of editing, make no mistake. By the way, one of the things that I wrote in the book was this idea of the difference between going all in and being all in. It's maybe something I'll, I'll focus on on a different day. But, you know, it's very funny because when I, when I wrote the book, I wrote the book in two weeks and six days. July 25th is actually the one-year anniversary. And I wrote this entire book in like two weeks and six days, and then I got stuck. And I didn't know why. And now I know why. I know why because, you know, it might sound a bit macabre, but, but you know, I wanted to read the book to my mom, and, but she kind of needed to pass because the story really wasn't ready. I wasn't ready until the ultimate you know, kind of, I mean, COVID and heart surgery and my mom passing, this to me was my, my trifecta of trauma. My trifecta of trauma. But the other thing is I got a little bit carried away. I spoke about my creator coin and I spoke about my, the whole economy and I spoke about going all in on Web3 and I spoke about this idea that from now on you you can't transact with me. You can only transact with me through NFTs. And actually, when I look back on it, I was like, what a load of crap. Thank goodness I didn't, I didn't actually go ahead and you know, hit the submit or the publish button. Because my life has changed already since then. So much. And that stuff I don't hold as true anymore. 
And in many respects, I realized that I'd been kind of sucked into my own frenzy. Now, by the way, just a little bit of a, you know, this isn't as simple. This is very, this is three-dimensional chess here. Because first of all, um, who's to say that I would have actually gone ahead and published it because they were still editing and everything. But here's another thing. Had I published it, I might have actually said, oh, crap, I got no choice right now but to actually follow through on this. I don't want to look like an idiot. I said, you can't transact with me. The only way you can transact with me is through crypto. Well, I better follow through on that. Otherwise, I can't, you know, like, can't do it. That might have become my traffic light. When, when EOS came along, I might have been like, I can't do this because people are paying me through fiat. I can only be paid through crypto. I made that decision. I burnt the boats. I got no choice but to move forward. And who's to say that wouldn't have been the best decision of my entire life? I don't know. I don't look back and I don't look behind me with regret. I regret, which is what I've learned from Dan Pink, because looking back moves us forward, but I don't get stuck in regret. Do you see how it all comes full circle? The regret does not cause me to get stuck. In fact, the regret propels me forward. It is, in fact, the regret that actually helps me get unstuck. That's the beauty of it, to learn from our mistakes. That is wisdom. That is experience. That's resilience, is the ability for us to get stronger because of our weaknesses. So who's to say, by the way, who's to say that it wouldn't have been the best decision? But now I've been able to go back and I realize where I am, I'm in a different place. I'm in a better place. I'm in a calmer place. Well, almost as I said, I, I mentioned to you that I almost got a little carried away because I try and write books that are evergreen. You know, listen, when I wrote Life After the 30-Second Spot and one of the chapters was called Consumer Generated Content... And YouTube hadn't even been founded. That's a different kind of, of leadership or thought leadership. I get to go back and say, see that? I did that. That's my proof that I know what I'm talking about. And when I created a chapter in the book called Communal Marketing, which I defined as marketing to and through communities, and guess what? And I said the future of business is community, and the term social media didn't exist, and Facebook had just been founded. In fact, I don't think Facebook had been founded, nor would YouTube, nor would the iPhone, and I wrote a chapter on mobile, nor would Xbox, and I wrote a chapter on gaming. So that's a different kind of stake in the ground as opposed to betting the farm. You can be damn sure that in this book I will not mention the word threads once. Because it's just, I've, you know, and, and what I've done actually in previous books is I've said, look, you know, my, my kind of CYA, my cover your ass caveat was, hey, I'm going to write about a lot of uh, brands and 
tech platforms and books, I mean, and, and companies, chances are that half of them may not even be around by the time you read this book. And that's okay because this is just the volatility of, of the marketplace. That's what I wrote. It was my little kind of uh, get-out-of-jail-free card, but it was kind of a bit of a cop-out too because I kind of feel like if you're going to buy a book and if you're going to trust a thought leader, then, then you know, they need, to, they need to be able to stick their necks out. You can't hedge the future. You can't, um, you know, you can't always be on the fence. I mean, you can, but would you trust that person? Now, going back to all of these rooms on, you know, threads in, in, in five days or six days, everyone going crazy about threads and threads, and threads engagement. And I think this is a conversation platform and suddenly the growth starts to slow. And suddenly, um, in addition to the growth slowing, you know, we all kind of like, well, not we all, I did from day one, which is like, you, you do realize that this was just basically cheating. You know, just people's, inst- in fact, I've got a, I've got a tweet on the record um, and, and I was being completely tongue-in-cheek, but I said, what an absolute disaster this launch was. They only, you know, Facebook or Meta or Zuck was only able to convert 4% of, of 2.5 billion Instagram users. Now, it was slightly tongue-in-cheek because, listen, it was like 94 million, and no one had ever seen numbers like that. But there was truth in the fact, which is you just basically <clears throat> got people in either their laziness or their ignorance or their desperation or their carelessness, just like, hey, would you like to tell your followers? Sure, why not? Boom, hit a button. And automagically, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people port over. At least that's what happened with the celebrities and the brands. And now those same people are running rooms going, is thread slowing down? What's next? So they're pivoting themselves, but they're hedging. They are false prophets. They're not people to be trusted, and yet people will trust them like lambs to a slaughter, like lemmings being led to a cliff. So it's really important, I feel, it's always been important for me um, to be very, very... um, I mean, I feel like it's part of my brand. If you trust me, then you trust the fact that I'm not going to say something lightly or I'm going to caveat it or I'm going to be very clear if I don't know something or I'm going to apply my own lens, my own rubric, which for me has always been a strategic lens. What is the role for this platform? What problem is it solving? This is exactly how a startup needs to think. You don't want tactics in search of strategy. You don't want the tail wagging the dog. You don't want a solution to a non-existent problem. You need to be very clear. And maybe I even wasn't clear. But, I mean, would you say that, that, it's a, that people are stuck right now? I see Robert and Melissa, Michelle, if you want to, Michelle, I don't know if, you, if you're in, I know you're in and out, but just flash your mic if you are here. 
put it in the chat. Oh, there you are. Michelle, would you say people are stuck at the moment? Yeah, I think a lot of people are really struggling. Absolutely. You know, as you said, there's been so many changes in the world and the way that people interact with each other. It's, it's really hard for many people to navigate. And I don't think it's just people, let's just say older people, and I count myself in it. Um, I'm witnessing on my team, I have a lot of younger people that are millennials. I see them really struggling with how to get out into the world. And that really, you know, kind of upsets me um, because it should be their kind of prime time to get out there. I don't know. You have young children. They're worried about the environment, as they should be, in my opinion. They're worried about leaving, you know, their parents' house, the safety of it. And they're just, some of them are even very afraid to get out. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, and and the key is that, well, you, you bring up another really powerful point. But first of all, the, 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 the key there is the fact that it's not getting easier. It's not getting simpler. It's getting more complicated and more complex unless we have a lens that we can use to make things simpler. I have in my book, love what you do, be true to yourself and stay the course. That's about as simple as I can make it. But the other thing, by the way, it, the room that's going on right now, I'm just looking at one room, there are 357 people in this room. There are people that probably haven't slept yet. And I just look at it and I think to myself, why? Why are you there right now? How are you learning? How are you growing? How are you helping yourself? And then I think about the people that are in this room. And by the way, if you don't think I'm helping myself, this has been free therapy for me. This has been amazing. I'm being able to articulate and be able to think in my mind and hear my voices and 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 be able to say, wait, is is... Is this, is this anything? Is this something? I think it is. But Michelle, you made another point as well. If anything, we're going to see what I call reverse ageism, not ageism. Young people are lost. I mean, we've had so many conversations in the Collective Cafe about the vanillarization of our society. Everyone just wanting to be the same. Everyone wanting just to fit in. You know, one of the things, just completely random, but I actually think a huge miss for Clubhouse is that they what they should have done is they should have color-coded the green bean. They should have been pink beans and green beans and blue beans and purple beans and black beans and... that the founder of the house should have had a bean and the person who started the room should have a different color bean and the moderator should have a different color bean and people that have been around for, let's say, uh, OG should have a different color bean. Very visual way of being able to kind of recognize that we're not all just the same. We're different. And we need to be able to, to embrace that difference. That's the power of diversity. Instead of everyone just wanting to fit in and be the same and look the same and talk the same. So 
I think right now it's much tougher being younger. I mean, I look at my daughter as well. She just graduated and, you know, she's she doesn't know what she wants or where she wants to be. She needs to get a job or wants to get a job. She needs to get a job because she wants to get a job because she needs to get a job. In other words, we're saying you need to get a job. Okay, I need to get a job. She doesn't even know what she wants to do. She's like, oh, I think I could get a job. Uh, I heard there's a job going in uh, at you know WPP. I'm like, but you're not in advertising. Why would you want to go work for? Why would you want to go work there? Because it's a job. Now I will say at the same time, what she wants is to live in the city, and hang out with her friends, and and I like that. I'm okay. I'm okay for her to waste two or three years of her life. I say waste, but I say tongue in cheek. I'm okay for her to be able to experience life and get a little bit of money and pay pay her overpriced rent and you know and maybe find her future her future husband. I, I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. But it's very different to you and me, or or the or or us, Michelle. We like or, or how we were brought up, or even just. Maybe not even how we're brought up, just like how di- how directed and how focused and I mean and the, I mean the, the, so everything is so messed up and mixed up. You know, I, again, I look at my daughter and it was like, all oh, you're on a track and you're on a treadmill and 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 you go to this school and then you go to this college and then everything is like kind of you know, and the whole college system is so intense. What schools you go to, and your ACT and your SAT, and you know, and then and all social media lights up with you know Stanford twenty six, woohoo, you know, like, and then you you know, and it's the parents celebrating their kids and the kids celebrating their friends, and then you feel for all the people that didn't get in, how awful that must be, how lonely that must be, and now they're all on this like status track, and then they graduate, and then they're like, oh crap, what happens now? And they're completely alone and completely lost. Which is exactly why to get unstuck means to discover your purpose, your why. To have your priorities straight and in place. To not just be, as I call it oftentimes, a space invader. In that room right now, they're just space invaders. They're time invaders and space invaders. Hey, I was in that room at some point too. I was having my ice cream, my little treat last night and, you know, didn't want to think. And I chose to listen and be in that room. I'm not knocking it. Hey, I'd like 300 people in the room right now too. But I chose to listen to that room rather than, you know, watch Netflix. But I'm very clear on what, on, on what is cannibalistic here. Reading a book, definitely better than watching Netflix. Watching Netflix or being on Clubhouse, you know what, toss a coin, I don't care. Can't always be so intense and so, and so deliberate, you know, and so intentional. Sometimes we also need to goof off. This was... I have to go and get the speech. I'm going to go and get the speech, um, the undergrad um, graduation speech at WashU. I Like, it was so unbelievable to me. This was a 
I don't know, physics student talking about this law of thermo something. I, I don't know. I'll find out about two things being true at the same time. And she actually spoke about specifically with respect to global warming and, and, and climate activism, that if you really want to take care of this world and take care of this planet and the environment, she, her advice was to goof off, was to, you know, cut class and go out and just lie on the grass and just enjoy nature, just completely goof off. Because you, you A, you, won't, you don't appreciate something till it's gone, and B, you don't appreciate, you know, you'll never appreciate it if you don't actually enjoy it. Can't always be battling, battling, battling. Which is a little tangent, I know, but still, like, the battle, the battle, the battle, the debate, the debate, the debate, the drama. Again, I don't mind that Clubhouse drama rooms have replaced Judge Judy or Bold and the Beautiful. It's just the same thing. It's just that we're choosing not to watch television. We're choosing to listen and maybe even speak as well. In these cases, talk over each other and scream and shout and, you know, and act like a bunch of children. But whatever. It's entertainment. Except, of course, it's people's lives that are also being messed with, which I don't like, which is why I pretty much don't go into stage anymore. I just could not think of anything worse. And I'm a person who's built his entire career being on stages. But the truth of the matter is I like being on stage by myself and Michelle. I mean, I like being with Michelle. But I like being by myself. I like talking. I also like listening, but I prefer to do it you know, hosting my show. It's a different kind of active listening. And sometimes I like to be in, in the goo, as they call it, the gulag. I like to be all the way in the bottom, just kind of mindlessly kind of hanging on and tagging along. I'm a human. I'm not perfect. I have guilty pleasures too. So to me, this was a, I wanted to share with you my, my journey, my thought process, this idea of, um, you know, of, of, and, and of course my challenge to you is to develop yours. What's the thing that you do? What's the thing that you do? How do you help? I almost feel, and again, I'm not like, you know, there's no link for you to subscribe to my course. No one's getting scammed today, everyone. But I almost feel like it should begin with I help. What's your red thread? What's the thing that kind of runs through you when you look back and when you look forward? What's the thing that's always been present? Not, so, not the red, clearly, and not even necessarily the green, but sometimes the murky, murky yellow, the murky amber, the murky orange, the shades of gray or the shades of yellow or the shades of orange or the shades of amber. That's where the magic happens. Where you discover your why. Where you uncover your why. And oftentimes, more times than, than, than not, especially if you're a little older, and I've seen this with so many brands. 
The why was always there. They just forgot it or it got lost. That's the magic. Even for me, it was there all along. I just didn't see it. Maybe because I wasn't paying attention. Or maybe it just wasn't the right time yet for me to discover this idea of helping people and helping teams and helping groups and helping brands and helping companies and helping the world. I've got to figure that out still. It's my laundry list. I'm okay with it just being helping people, by the way. Helping people get unstuck. What a gift. What an opportunity. What a moment. So go figure out yours. And have an amazing, amazing week. And you know what? Maybe uh, maybe next Monday we can, uh, if, if a few people are feeling a little brave or bold, you can come up to stage and share your, your statement, your I help statement, your why, your, your red thread. Or we can discuss it on Friday on No Gender Fridays, No Gender Friday give you some feedback. Maybe you can all give me some feedback too. Does it resonate? Doesn't it resonate? Would you do something different? Don't rain on my parade, but you know, I'd rather it comes from you than somebody else. Because sometimes again, you know, we, uh, we drink too much from that Kool-Aid, from that Kool-Aid jug. So that's it for me today. Thanks for being here, sticking around. <clears throat> I really do Love the fact, even though, of course, there's a piece of me that's like, I want a 100 people, I want a 1,000 people. We'll get there eventually. But I look at the numbers and I look at the fact 90 people have come through the room and I look at two or three loyal people in Discord at the moment who are very special to me. And, and I think to myself and the eight people that are in Clubhouse at the moment, which actually includes... Nine now, which includes Michelle and myself, ten. Um, and and I think about being true to the mission and to the movement and to the idea of the intimate coffee shop rather than getting distracted by the wrong things, by the bright and shiny objects. And even in that last little moment today, that becomes my red. That becomes my red and my traffic light. What I accept, what I reject. What I move towards and what I move away from. The clout chasing, the popularity contests. It's not who I am. Never was who I was. And it shouldn't be who I am moving forward. So when you develop your I help statement... You also want to deliver your traffic lights. That's how you also check. That's how you reconcile and look back and check. But it's also the rubric you use moving forward. So that when an opportunity presents itself to you, you can immediately determine if it is essentially on brand or not, if it's on strategy or not, if it's on message or not, or if it's just on purpose or not. Get it? On purpose. Little play on words there. All right, that's it for me. 
I will see you all tomorrow. We're here every day. Uh, next week, by the way, just to let you know, I'll stop recording. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.